Welcome to Project Healing, a podcast about growth, authenticity, and difficult conversations. Here, you'll find a mix of real-life experiences, inspiring humans, and some spiritual insight. I'm your host, Jenna Krasinski, and I believe that we truly have to feel our pain in order to heal it. Community is a huge part of the process of healing, and I invite you to come along and dance through the ups and downs of life. This is Project Healing. Welcome back to Project Healing. I want to just take a moment and thank all of you for your support for this show and the connections that I have made through this show. I took a little break last week to do a family vacation and I was, you know, feeling the pressure to record and I decided not to. I decided that I needed to flow with my energy and I'm just so grateful for the positive responses that I receive from people even listening to past episodes or reaching out to me to let me know that they've listened to my words over again because they've helped them. That's the whole point of this podcast. And so I just, if I can make things feel a little bit normal inside this crazy world, and I use both of those terms extremely loosely because I don't really believe in either one of them, uh, but I know those are words that people relate to, then, then I've done my part. And if I can help one person um, by speaking my truth, then, then I'm satisfied. So I just want to thank you, those of you that have taken the time to reach out to me about the show or give me ideas, um, or, um, even offered to share private, intimate parts of your life with me. Today, I want to talk about something that's been in very, very important in my healing journey, which is becoming quote unquote untouchable. When I was younger, um, I was constantly called sensitive. People's words really cut me. Um, and I, I'll admit I was very sensitive to people's actions and behaviors and their words and honestly even the way they looked at me I, I didn't realize it at a young age but it was because I was reading their energy as well and so for somebody that is gifted and connected we can sometimes hear the words of others even when they're not spoken so as a child that can be very very overwhelming so part of my healing process um, has been focused on what I'm going to talk about today, which is becoming untouchable. What the heck does that mean? What am I, what are you talking about, Jenna? What are you talking about? Well, um, it is very well known that people love to project their issues out into the world and directly onto other people, right? Somebody is having a bad day. They've got an attitude. They bring that from the house to the workplace, to the grocery store, wherever it is that they are. And that energy radiates out, right? And becoming untouchable is being able to recognize the pain in others and the projection that other people are doing and the suffering that other people are going through, but not taking it on yourself. And this even means when it's being directly projected onto you. So in order to 
get a better understanding of what I'm talking about, I'm going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to go through a little bit of story time. And I want to give you a concrete example about how other people's opinions and words affected me and how I chose to shift my way of thinking so that I could respond in a way that felt better for me. So as I've mentioned before on the show, um, my real world job (laughs) was a daycare center director. I worked in childcare from 2002 all the way through uh, December of 2020. And my job was to create the programs that the kids participated in, educate my teachers and train my teachers, hire staff, and also make sure that our center was um, abiding by the state licensing regulations. Now I'm in New York, so um, we have a, a we're very heavily regulated in childcare in New York. There are a lot of rules and regulations and, Um, If I'm being honest, like I didn't really ever have anybody to teach me those rules and regulations. I learned as I went through the years and I studied those regs until I could read them backwards, upside down in the middle of a rainforest with a tiger chasing me. (laughs) So um, part of my gig was to walk our licensors through our buildings um, when they came to visit and perform inspections. And very early in my journey, when I was just an assistant director and um, I was kind of thrown into that role, um, my owner at the time at that center, um, he didn't have any knowledge or background in early childhood education. He was just a businessman that knew he could make money running a daycare center. And um, when I came along and I had all my great ideas, he's like, great, you can help me. Right. So when licensing came, he was like, awesome. Don't like this job, Jenna, go ahead, take this one away. And the first licensor that I ever worked with, I'll never forget. She came through the center and I was so proud of all that we had changed within the center. She came through the center and she nitpicked everything. She was questioning me on the projects that the kids were participating in. Um, the setups and the layouts of our rooms. Um, even uh, certain songs we were playing. Everything that we were working toward changing, I felt in that moment she was saying was not okay. And she was giving me all of these questions and taking these notes and making me feel like whatever we had done for the center and for the children was not enough. Um when we got done with the visit, she went through her notes with me and looking back now, I can say that a lot of it was just her opinion, but her biggest thing was that she didn't see any worksheets or dittos the kids were doing. Now, mind you, we're talking kids ages six weeks to four years old. Now my background is in early education. So I know that developmentally worksheets and dittos are not the best course of action for little ones to learn. So I took down intense notes on what she told me. I actually even asked her for a copy of the notes that she took so that I could work through everything. 
And she actually gave me several violations for things that at this time, now mind you, this is in the beginning of my career. So at this time, I wasn't really clear on all of the regs. So she violated me on several regulations and cited those, they have to cite the regs. So she cited those regs. So I took that as homework. I said, you know, give me what you've got. Um, let me go back in, take a look at what we're doing. And, you know, we have a certain amount of time to respond to the violations and correct them. I said, I will get all of these corrected for you. Okay, absolutely. Now, mind you, at the time when I started um, as an assistant director, I was only, I believe I was 21. So I'm young, right? She's older. She's worked in childcare. She was a teacher, a center director, and then moved into working for OCFS. So she had had her own experience in childcare, but this was years before I started in childcare and went to school for this. So one of the things that hit me the hardest on her visit was that she had cited us for the children not being engaged in age appropriate activities. That was her kind of blanket statement for all of the little things that she nitpicked me for as she walked through the center. So I first read through the regulations and as I'm reading through the regulations, I'm realizing, well, we didn't really do anything wrong here. It doesn't tell us what types of activities that we have to do. It just tells us that they have to be age appropriate for the children and the children have to be actively engaged. And I'm looking for something in the regs that says that we have to do worksheets and dittos with the kids. It's not there. So what did I do? <laughs> I created a report and I went through every age group that we taught and I provided the state a layout of the kids days, their daily schedule, the, um, activities that we're broken or that we were participating in with the children i broke down not only what the activities were and how they engaged in those activities but also what developmental milestones they are working on per age group to basically provide proof that we were having the children participate in age appropriate activities so I take all this time, I go through, I put the work in, I document everything, I send it back to her, and she tells me that she doesn't agree with the way we're running the center. I later found out that she didn't believe in play-based programming. She didn't want child-led activities, and so I asked her to cite where in the regulations that says that that's wrong and she couldn't answer that for me but she told me that the violation would still stand so at that point I asked to speak to her supervisor and I was redirected to the supervisor and the supervisor was kind of dumbfounded and and I sent everything over to her that that I had done and she responded to me in a beautiful way and said that not only are we running a great program, but we're setting an example for other programs as well. And she was very honest with me about our licensor and said that she was going through some personal issues 
and that unfortunately this was something that she had been running into a lot with this particular licensor was she was going into the centers and making people feel bad about the programs that they were working on. Now, should she have shared that with me? Probably not. But her sharing that with me actually did great was a great service to me because I realized in that moment that there will be people in life that no matter how hard you're working or how bright you're shining, they can't see the light. They can't see the work that you're putting in because they don't agree with it or they're so clouded by their own life experiences that what you're doing might irritate them. It might stir something up in them or it might just go unnoticed altogether. So the reason I share that story is because that was a very concrete example for me of how someone was projecting their own issues onto me and it affected my whole life. It affected me on a business perspective, right? On a business level, because that was my job and I want to do the best that I can at my job. But it also affected me on a personal level because I felt that I was being attacked. I felt that I was nitpicked all the way through. I was new into the into this aspect of the business, right? Being in management. So I wanted to, I felt that I needed to prove myself at that point in my life. Um, and I also felt like I was potentially disappointing our families and our owner and just the overall community by not following through, right? So the words that she spewed onto me affected me so deeply that it caused me to run and research and learn and explore what I was doing and evaluate what I was doing so that I could get better. I could have used her words and allowed it to make me bitter and said, you know what, we got a violation, scrap that, we're just going to do everything that she says that we should do. But I didn't, I actually let her words inspire me. And from then on, within my career, I became untouchable. I realized through that experience that there will always be somebody that has a complaint and because of my position there, I was going to be the one that was going to get those complaints firsthand, right? But I needed to take those words, those opinions, those experiences that other people saw through their lens and use that for growth. Use that and say, oh my, I didn't see it from that angle. Let me take a look at what I'm doing and see how I can adjust or readjust so that I can make the experience overall better for everyone. And that grumpy licensor really did me a huge favor because when I started my healing journey, this was years before I had even thought about healing. And when I started my healing journey, I realized that becoming untouchable within my career was actually a pivotal moment in my life. And it was something that I needed to carry over into my personal life as well. As I said in the beginning of this episode, I was labeled the sensitive kid very early on. The tears rolled easily for me. And not everybody that I interacted with as a child was um, accepting of those tears. Some people chastised me for being too sensitive or taking things to heart. But I realize now as an adult that my sensitivity is actually a superpower. I have the ability to see things through my own lens, but also feel into the energy of other people and see things from their lens too. So how do you become untouchable? 
How do you do it? Know yourself. Know who you are and where you're coming from. Just because you go at something with good intentions does not mean it will always be received that way. But if you know that you're going at something with good intentions and it's received in a way that surprises you, own it and adjust. Feel good about what you're doing. Your intuition is going to help here. If something doesn't feel right to you, you feel like maybe you shouldn't be doing it or there might be repercussions or you wouldn't want people to know about it, then maybe you should rethink it. If you don't feel good about your own words or actions as they come out, you have the ability to correct it. You have the ability to shift and say, oop. I don't like the way that came out. What I meant was, or, oh my gosh, I did this. I acted in haste and I did not mean for that to hurt you, but own it. Use your voice. One of my favorite songs is I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. And I realized in that moment that I talked about earlier with that licensor that it is okay to disagree. It is okay to respectfully say, thank you for showing me this. I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to learn and I will circle back with you. You don't have to argue to the point that you're blue in the face in the moment, especially if you don't think that the person is going to hear it. I could have argued every point of what we were doing in that center to her in that moment, but I knew it would only drag it out for me and it would cause more upset than positive intention, right? So it's okay to disagree. And if you can't have the conversation that you need to have in the moment, clear your energy, take a deep breath or remove yourself from the situation. Do whatever it is that you need to do so that you can reset yourself. But always be confident in who you are. Don't ignore that little nudge that you get somebody tells you you're wrong and you feel that you're right, don't ignore that little nudge. Follow through, pursue it, look into it. People who are doing less than us often have a lot more to say. So also take a look at the subject. When you meet resistance, where is that resistance coming from? Is it coming from someone who's running a multi-million dollar company and doing big things and donating to a million charities and changing our world from the bottom up? Or is it coming from someone that's sitting in their house all day, paying attention to what everyone else is doing, but yet not taking any action on their own? Is it coming from someone that always comes to you to complain about other people? One of my favorite sayings is gossip dies when it hits a wise person's ears. And we can really use that for opinions as well. Allow yourself to hear someone else's perspective, but be the wise person and look into what's being said to you. Does their opinion feel right to you? Do they have any background or knowledge or experience to back up what they're saying to you? Or are they just trying to bring you down? 
Becoming untouchable does not mean that you are always the winner. It doesn't mean that you're always correct. It doesn't mean that you always come out on top. But in a way, you do. Because when we can become unfazed by the opinions around us, and there are a lot of them, then we are on top. When we are ready to shift and learn and grow and pivot (laughs) as needed, then we feel better in our own energy. So if this is something that you're working on to, take it moment to moment. Allow people's words to resonate with you. Allow yourself to feel the feelings that come up. Allow yourself to take note of what's happening in your gut. What is your gut instinct telling you? And then respond and proceed accordingly. I hope this helps you. And if you're going through this process, know that it's an ongoing process and every challenge that presents is going to present a new opportunity for you to remind yourself that you are, in fact, becoming untouchable. As always, thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time on Project Healing. Thank you for listening to Project Healing. If you'd like to connect with any of my guests, please check the show notes for their contact information. If you are loving the show, I'd be honored if you would head over to iTunes or Facebook to leave me a review. If you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com backslash project healing and learn about my different patron tiers and how you can support the show and also invest in yourself and your healing process. Remember, you have to feel your pain in order to heal it.